You're listening to the Struggle is Real podcast, where we talk about current events, the everyday struggles of everyday people, and much, much more. Sometimes with a dash of humor. And now your host, Todd Pounds. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Struggle is Real podcast. Glad you've joined me. I'm Todd Pounds. Well, today I'm going to be talking about politics. It's been a couple of weeks since I've done that, and I feel like it's time, and there's some things about the political world that I struggle with, and I can tell you right now, the struggle is real, and I'm sure that's so for a lot of people. So today, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, We'll be talking a little bit about the presidential polls and why I don't really uh, take a lot of stock in those. There's uh, this big scandal out there for one of our presidential candidates. Uh, I want to get into this idea, is it is it personality or policy that you struggle with? And are we voting for a pastor or a president? I think sometimes we get that confused. And then you'll hear me say this more than once, let's vote. You need to vote. Get out there and vote. Well, man, there's been a whole lot take place since last week. It's been a crazy, crazy news cycle. And there's been a lot to keep up with. And so I'm not going to be able to cover it all, but I'm going to pick a few of these. You heard me talk about it just a second ago and talk about those things, kind of give my cut on it, my opinion on it. But guess what? There's less than a week until election day, less than a week. We're getting down to it. Caution, we may not have results on November the 3rd, but just remember this, November the 3rd is still election day. Make sure you vote. If you can vote early, do it. If you can vote in person, do it. But if you have to wait till election day, do it. Do it, do it, do it. You need to vote. I have. I'm glad I got it done. I'm just anxious to see the results. All right. Well, first, I want to talk about the Supreme Court of the United States. In previous episodes, episodes two and three to be specific, I talked about the hopeful but probable nomination of Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. And then a few days later, President Trump did indeed nominate Amy Coney Barrett. And then we watched the show. We watched the process play out with the Democrats doing what they do. You know what they do? They stoop low. And they did. They stooped low again, all the while knowing It's not going to make a difference. And here's something that I liked in this process. The Republicans finally showed some backbone for a change. They actually did something that we sent them up there to do. And that was get us a conservative-leaning Supreme Court justice on the Supreme Court. So guess what? Now we have Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett. And you know what? That is a big win for the president, a big win for conservatives, and I believe a big win for our country. I don't know about you, but I like to win. And we finally got one, and I think we got one that matters, a big win. Now, I don't think we're going to see Roe v. Wade overturned on day one. I don't think that's realistic, but I do hope we see it relatively soon. Again, this is big, y'all. We just don't know how big yet, is my my opinion. 
And I'm going to tell you, when she was sworn in, I had this feeling of satisfaction. It just felt right. It felt like a W. And again, I like to win. You remember candidate Trump said, man, we're going to win so much. We're going to win. You're just going to get tired of winning. Well, this is a win that I'm not tired of and that I'm thankful for. So now um, I'm going to go to the presidential race and the, and the polls. Can I just tell you straight up? I don't believe the mainstream polls. Not for a minute. I, I just don't. And in fact, uh, I don't trust them for much anything anymore. Uh, but as it relates to the polls, here's why I don't believe them. One, when I look at the crowds at the Trump rallies, and then I see the groups at the Biden gatherings, it just doesn't reflect what the polls are telling us and what the mainstream media is telling us. They keep telling us that the mainstream media keeps telling us and keep talking about these double-digit leads for Biden in swing states, national polls. And again, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I see thousands at the rallies and handfuls at the gatherings. In fact, isn't it crazy when there are more Trump people at a Biden rally than there are Biden people at a Biden rally. You know what that's called? That's called a Trump train. That's what it is. And those are all over the United States. Here's another reason I don't believe the mainstream media polls and the, and the stuff they're trying to shove down our throats. In 2016, there was one poster. There were probably more, but this guy in particular, he got it right. While most everyone else was saying Clinton, 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 Clinton. He was saying, nah, it's going to be Trump. It's going to be Trump. And he got it right. His name is Robert Cahaley. Robert Cahaley. And he is part of, and he may be the founder of, the Trafalgar Group. I recommend following him, following them on Twitter. I mean, their latest poll shows Trump with just a slim, slim lead over Biden. I've listened to a couple of interviews with, with uh, Mr. Haley and um, he's able to explain it in pretty simple terms, at least simple enough that I can kind of understand. But anyway, he talks about the methodology of the mainstream polls and the method, his methodology. And man, when you listen to him talk about it, he makes a lot of sense uh, in that. And, and that's why I, I don't believe the mainstream polls. I just don't, particularly when I look at his polls um, and understand a little bit about their methodology and his methodology. I just, it, help, it drives me to believe that their polls are inaccurate for a lot of reasons. His are more accurate for a lot of reasons. And I do like the fact that what he's showing and what's kind of trending as far as he go, he says, Mr. Trump is looking good. It's looking good. And another reason I, I, I don't believe those polls, I'm convinced there's a red wave coming, a big one. In fact, I'll be honest with you, I'm praying for a red wave. I think we need it. Now, I'm going to move on to uh, scandals. Well, 
I guess, the scandal. And I'll I'll get at it this way. Where's Hunter? Where's Hunter Biden? I haven't seen or heard from him in quite a while, right? And so I'm thinking about this. If you if you watch the news outlets, the media outlets, President Trump's kids, they're out there working. They're out there holding rallies. They're doing everything they can to try to get votes for their dad and get Mr. Trump reelected. Where's Hunter? Wouldn't you think he would be out there doing the same for his dad? He's not. I think a big part of it is because he's hiding. Somebody's probably already said this, but it's hiding Biden, right? You know, this stuff looks bad for the Biden family, for candidate Joe Biden. But if you're depending on CNN, NBC, CBS, ABC, MSNBC to report on this stuff, don't hold your breath. In fact, you can throw Facebook and Twitter in there. I mean, because it seems like they're doing everything they can to keep this story down and out of the public eye. And to my knowledge, no one for the Biden camp has stepped forward and denied the authenticity of these emails and these text messages. Now, they've tried to explain it away, right? And guess what they've used? Russian disinformation, Russian interference. Have you noticed that the Democrats run to this Russia thing all the time? It's like it's their go-to. Now, on top of this, it looks like they put Biden back in the basement for a little while. And I think here's why. Here's one of the reasons why. They're hoping this thing's going to blow over. They're hoping that the mainstream media provides enough cover that this will just blow over and we can move on and everybody will forget all about this. But here's a thorn in their side. There's this guy named Tony Bobolinsky. <laughs> He's a former business partner of Hunter's and of the Bidens, and he has stepped forward and he's made some statements to attest to the authenticity of the emails, of the text messages, of a lot of documents, and and he's attesting to the shady business dealings of the Bidens. Like, uh, I heard a guy say this, if you pay attention to to what's going on, um, he's giving specific dates, he's giving times, he's giving specific places, he's calling out specific names, like he's giving out a lot of detail, and he's not using the cover of anonymous. He's not. And I, I think that that gives him a lot of credibility. I'm telling you, this doesn't look good for the Bidens, especially the big guy, Joe Biden. Now, if it were you or me, I don't see how we would recover from this. And I, it, it's difficult for me to see how Joe Biden would recover from this. But I think uh, unless something really, really changes, this will get pushed under the rug. It'll be pretty much forgotten about. No one will be held accountable. Nothing will happen. And we'll have an election on November the 3rd between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. That's sad, but I think that's how it's going to happen. Now, while I'm talking about this stuff, here's something else that I see. Biden is pretty much 
everything the Democrats accuse Trump of being. Biden is doing pretty much everything the Democrats accuse Trump of doing. A couple of examples. One, we hear it over and over and over again. Trump is a racist. Trump is a racist, right? You hear it all the time. And then the other thing that we've heard for three years at least is that Trump was colluding with the Russians, that Trump was in bed with the Russians and with China and all that kind of stuff. And you know what? Here's, here's what I see. Based on what Biden says, the words that come out of his mouth, Biden is the racist, right? He has said for many years consistently, blatantly racist things. I mean, there, there's tape or there's audio of him saying racist, racist things all the time, consistently over the 47 years that he's been in offices and that he's been in the public eye, that he's been in politics. And here's something else. According to Joe Biden, he was mentored by and was a friend of and held in high esteem KKK member and leader, Senator Robert Byrd. Now that should say something about Joe Biden, right? It should, and I think it does. And as far as the thing with Russia and China and all that, we're starting to see a lot of evidence that Biden is in bed with China and it maybe has ties to Russia. And let's not forget this little thing, the quid pro quo with the Ukrainians, the Ukrainians, you know, this impeachment thing, uh, the impeachment impeachment hoax that went on at uh, the beginning of this year, you know, where they said Mr. Trump made a call to the Ukrainian president and in so doing somehow managed to commit a quid pro quo. But you know what we have on tape? You know what we have on tape? We have Joe Biden boastfully talking about withholding money from the Ukrainians until a prosecutor was fired who was investigating a company that his son Hunter was involved with, Burisma. And guess what? He was fired. And I think the Ukrainians got the money. Now that sounds like a quid pro quo, but I'm sure that's all just a coincidence, right? Just a coincidence, nothing to see here. Continue to talk about candidates, presidential candidates, and a little bit about why or why not people will vote or not vote for them. I hope that made sense. I'll just get to it. I hear people talk about the fact that they can't vote for Trump because they just don't like him. I don't like him. And so my question is this, is it his personality or his policies that you don't like? And generally, without fail, it turns into the personality thing. I don't like his tweets. Well, a lot of them I don't like either. He's brash. It's the bravado. It's all of that stuff. I just can't take it. I don't like that. But you know what? Most people can't argue with his policies. And most people can't argue with his record and for getting things done. He's done it. Promise made. Promise kept over and over and over again. And listen, when you place Trump's character and his accomplishments 
beside Biden's character and his accomplishment, it's a no-brainer. Like, it's not even close. Now, character-wise, they both have flaws. They both have flaws. They both have some baggage. They both have a history. So the character thing, eh, they're probably neck and neck in that. But when it comes to accomplishment, when it comes to record, I believe this. Donald Trump has done more for the United States in his four years than Joe Biden has in his 47 years. I mean, you can go look it up. It's all public record. And I bet you the list of accomplishments for Donald Trump is a lot longer than the list of accomplishments for Joe Biden. I believe that. Look, I know Trump's not the most saintly guy. He definitely has flaws. But again, so does Joe Biden. In fact, listen, we're never going to have a candidate who's spotless and pure. That guy doesn't exist. That gal doesn't exist. We're always going to have flawed candidates, and we're always going to have a flawed president. You know why? Because we're dealing with flawed humanity. All of us are. We're all messed up. Every last one of us. But right now, for my money and for the future of my kids and my grandkids, I believe Trump gives them a better shot at freedom and enjoying a country that I've enjoyed for my 58 years, at least for a little while longer, at least four more years of that. Here's something else. It feels like to me that a lot of people, particularly Christians, are trying to hold Trump to the qualifications of a pastor. He's not a pastor. He's not running to be a pastor. He's not trying to be elected to be a pastor. He's the president, and he's running to be reelected as a president. So don't hold him to pastor standards. We can't do that. I don't know when we've done that in the past, but all of a sudden we, we want to do it now. And you know what? Here's something I'm thankful for. Mr. Trump is not a politician. He's not. In fact, that's why a lot of people voted for him. That's why I voted for him, because he's not a politician. He's an outsider. I'm tired of politicians on either side of the aisle. I'm tired of them. I, personally, I don't think any of them, there may be a few, but for the most part, they don't care about me. They don't care about you. They don't. I don't think, I, if they've been there for a while, if they're lifetime guys and gals, they have no clue. They are so out of touch with me and with you, it's unbelievable. They are. I think they care about making political points, scoring political points. I, I think they care about money. I think they care about power, but I don't think they care about me. And that's sad. And here's why I think so many people in D.C., swamp creatures, don't like Donald Trump. In fact, they hate him. You know why? Because he's not a politician. He's an outsider. And I think he's messing things up. Like he's stirring up the swamp and he's messing things up. <sighs> okay, this doesn't, this is probably not a big deal, but this is something that bothers me. These, these folks, I, I don't even think they make $200,000 a year. I, I think their salary is like one ninety four, one sixty four. I don't remember, but it's not 200000 How can someone who's, who's making that kind of money 
at the end of their career, like if they're lifetime people, be multi-millionaires. How's that possible? I, I think there's some things going on there that would scare us to death and would just blow our minds if, we, if, if, if the curtain was lifted and we could really see what's happening there. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. I would say this. If you love this country, if you enjoy your freedom, and if you want those things for your kids and for your grandkids, then I believe a vote for Trump is a big step toward those things. Again, like I said, at least we get hopefully four more years to enjoy the country that I grew up in and that I know and that I served for a few years. I'll end with this. Vote, vote, vote. And don't just vote. I'm going to invite you and challenge you to be a part of the red wave. I'm going to encourage you to vote for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Because I believe to vote the other way is to move this country closer closer than we've ever been to socialism, to communism, to a government, and to a country like Cuba, like China. Now, that's good for the people in power. That's good for the people in authority. But for common people like me, from what I've seen, it ain't good. It's just not. And I, I don't know, selfishly, I don't want that for this country. I don't want that for my kids or my grandkids. I want my kids to enjoy the United States of America, the country that I've enjoyed since I've been here for 58 years. That's what I want. And that's all I have to say about that right there. So if you enjoy this podcast, I'm going to ask you to please share that with your family and your friends. And if you're listening on a platform that allows you to give a review and a rating, I'd ask you, please give a good review. And you know what? Some of you have, and I want you to know that I appreciate that. And if you can give a rating, please give a five-star rating. And you know what? Some of you have, and I really, I really do appreciate it. Uh, the reviews and the ratings help us get the podcast out there for others to find and hopefully to listen to it. So. Um, Here's a new wrinkle. Uh, you can connect with me by email at Todd, T-O-D-D, Todd at ToddPoundsPodcast.com. That's Todd at ToddPoundsPodcast.com. Man, send me a note, drop me a note. And if it's a note of disagreement, a note of criticism, that's great. All I ask is that you be kind. Please be kind. And um, with that, I hope you have a good one. Uh, see you next week, and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Struggle is Real podcast. See you next week.